good e- good evening, everyone. Welcome to the show, Heavenly Places. I'm your uh, host, Jameer, along here with uh, Dorothy. Um, I hope everyone had a uh, fantastic, wonderful, and blessed week so far. I guess I'll go ahead and open us up in a prayer. Um, Father God, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your love. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our iniquities, our sins, and transgressions. And Father, help us to live a life pleasing to you. Father, Lord, to want to please you and serve you in all our ways. Open our ears and hearts to, to um, hear what you're saying to us and to your people. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Um, this week, I want to talk about the uh, millennial reign, the millennial the millennial reign of uh, Christ. Um, actually, I got this idea from our, the one that we did last week. We talked about the Pentecost, and um, Pastor Vivian here called in and gave us this one topic right here, the millennial reign. And uh, this right here is uh, many, many scriptures about the millennial reign. But if you don't know what that really is, uh, I'll just kind of give you a brief summary of it. It's the millennial kingdom is a thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on earth. Um, and then we have different interpretations. Some people say it's allegory allegorical and or just like metaphorical and all these types of things but uh or Jay just saying it's a long period of time but actually um when you look at the scripture uh actually in the book of revelations and I'll read it to you revelations chapter 20 verse 2 to 7 it mentions the 1000 year period six times so six times it says 1,000 years, and that's in Revelation chapter 20, verse 2 through 7. Revelation chapter 20, verse 2 through 7. Um, verse 20 says, And I saw an angel come down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, and holding in his hand a great chain. And he seized the dragon, the ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, first time, and he threw him to the abyss and locked him and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations any more until, here it goes again, the 1,000 years were ended. And after that, he must be set free for a short time. But I saw the thrones on which <clears throat> were sealed those who have been given authority to judge, and I saw the souls of those who have been beheaded because of the testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God, and they had not worshipped the beast or his image and have not received his mark on their foreheads or their hands. And they came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. There it goes again. And the rest of the dead did not come out into life until there we go, the 1,000 years were ended. And this is the resurrection in verse 6. It said, verse 6 says, Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, 
for they will be priests of God and and of Christ and will reign with him for, there you go again, of 1,000 years, for 1,000 years. Um, And then verse 7 says, when 1,000 years is over, Satan will be released from his prison. So there we go. We just read verses 2 through 7, and we see 1,000 years mentioned many times. So me, myself, I believe it's a literal 1,000 years that we will be reigning in Christ. And you might hear it referred to as the millennial reign. So a specific 1,000-year period um, of 1,000 years. So so the question is, what are some of the things that will happen and what will be happening during this time? Um, we know that the 1,000 years happens after the uh, the Great Tribulation and the Rapture and all those type things happen. That's when the millennial reign actually starts. And we see... Uh, that the saints, that we who believe believe in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, are going to be reigning with him on earth. And guess what? Instead of the, like, the governments we have, like here in America, we have the Republicans, Democrats. In China, they have the Communist Party. Um, some parties, some governments have Socialist Parties. There's all kinds of democracies and republics all around the world. But guess what? We will just have the whole earth is going to have one governmental system and the government, guess who is going to be ruled by? Jesus Christ. He and, and our Father God, you know, the Holy Spirit, they're going to be, I'm not sure, we're not going to be calling them presidents. That's what we're going to be calling them, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. <laughs> you know, that's, that is his title, um, or one of his many titles. Um, and they're saying that he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because uh, he, of course, is the ultimate king, but those who are ruling with him, are like the little kings, which is with us, or the little lords, which are which are us. So we rule under him, and we help him rule for this 1,000 years on the earth. And during this time, we uh, the world will finally get to see what the world could have been like under a good government. So we'd have, what, about six, 7,000 years, 6,000 years probably, um, of this world where it was not basically ruled by God or under God's government. We didn't have like all types of worldly governments and all of them, no matter how good or how bad they are, none of them are going to come close to how good this government is during this millennial reign. And this will be the time where God will show us what the world really could have looked like um, if we would have submitted and obeyed him from the beginning. But guess what? Our Father God is so merciful, he wants to show us anyway. So that's what the 1,000 years is, is about. So um, here in America, like maybe, I don't even think they have anymore, but at one time they had the Obamacare. In Canada, they have, what, free health care system. And then some of the other systems, they have different health systems. But in, but in, in this new millennial reign, the health care under God's plan, is it's amazing. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that there probably won't be any hospitals in in there, uh, no notion, no, no notion homes, and all these types of things. Uh, and we know this from Isaiah chapter 65, verse 20. Isaiah 65, verse 20. Many of the Old Testament prophets they talked about the millennial reign. And Isaiah 65, verse 20, it says, "No longer will babies die." When they are only a few few days old, uh, no longer will adults die before they have lived a full life. 
No longer will people be considered old at 100. Only the cursed will die that young. So, like, if you like, 100 years old and you die during the millennial reign, something must be very wrong. It says that you must have been cursed or something like that or very, basically very, barely, very evil. Um, and basically, when you think about it, we're actually going back to the lifespan or the length of days how people were living back in the days before Noah's flood. You know, Methuselah, he lived about 960-something years, and some of the other ones lived like 800 and all those types of types of times. So basically, we're going back to that time during the millennium when people are living that long. Um, and this is, I want to make, make a clarification really quickly. This Isaiah chapter 65, verse 20, talking about these people and these babies living this long, this is not really talking about us believers who knows Christ, okay? The ones who are living and dead, when Jesus Christ comes back, we are going to rule and reign with him. But there's going to be people that's going to survive the war of Armageddon. There's going to be people that's going to survive all the catastrophes at the end, like all the judgments. There's still going to be people on the earth. And these people are going to be people who are not uh, accepted the, the mark of the beast and all these kind of things, but they haven't surrendered their lives to Christ either, but they're going to be automatically allowed to live in that 1,000 years. So the 1,000 years, uh, they're going to have, we're going to have a different body than them. We are going to have our immortal bodies. Um, so like the people like Noah, Peter, Paul, and us, and even the people who are alive, and are, are raptured up, we are all going to have our immortal bodies, but there's going to be people who survive here on earth. They will have, they will be transferred into some other type of situation. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but whatever it is, they're going to be allowed to live for a very long time, but they are still capable of dying. But unlike us, we are not. Um, also during this uh, millennial reign, uh, like, there are certain cities or countries, even neighborhoods here within America, that we feel very unsafe walking down because of all the violence. The violence, you know, in some countries you don't even want to go to, such as North Korea, many of the uh, countries in the Middle East, you know, very, very violent countries, but it won't be like that during the millennial reign. Zechariah chapter 8. Verses 4 through 5, Zechariah 8, chapter 4 through 5, it says, This is what the Lord Almighty says. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, and each one with the cane in the, each one of them with the cane in their hand because of their age, and the city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. So there's going to be many cities and streets around, and guess what? The little kids who are there, they're going to be playing in the streets. I'm not sure they're going to be playing tag, <laughs> you know, Frisbee, but obviously it doesn't look like they're going to be playing PlayStation because they're going to be playing outside, so they won't be playing no video games, more than likely. They'll be playing the games that you can play outside. Um, so that that is very nice, you know. This is talking about life. During the millennial race, so it's going to be safer. We have not only children, but you have the older people who are, who are just walking around. They 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 are in safety. They have no fear. 
or any danger is going to come through the life through gun violence or murder or any of those types of things, robbery, you know, theft. Um, so it's going to be peace. And not only is it going to be peace within communities, peace within homes, but it's going to be world peace, peace within nations, because nations, various nations, the scripture says it's going to be people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. Jesus is going to save them. He's waiting for people from every nation, tribe, and tongue to be saved. So we're still going to have nations. There's still going to be cities. There's still going to be different separations like that. But guess what? They're going to know war no war no more. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4 says, uh, <clears throat> He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. So people are still going to have some type of other disputes. But they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. And nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. That's amazing because we have all these countries right now in the nations. They, they're, they spend all this money on weapons of mass destruction, military weapons, troops and soldiers, so we can protect each other, but also so we can conquer. But Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4 says, none of that is going to happen, you know, um, because it's going to be someone who's ruling over the earth, not someone, but it's the King of Kings, the Lord of the Lord, Jesus Christ, and God the Father. They will be ruling and reigning, um, and they will rule and reign because they will have provide justice. Because right now, guess what? We live in a, in a world that's very unjust. We have unjust things going on amongst our brothers and sisters in our own homes, you know, in our own communities. We can turn on the news. We can look in the newspaper, and we can see so much injustice going along. And then when you go into the, the court systems, the people who are supposed to provide the justice, guess what? It's even more injustice and then sometimes the officers is unjust you know there's a whole lot of things that are unjust that are going on but guess what we won't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore according to this uh luke chapter 2 verse 4 because he will judge between the nations and he will settle disputes for many people um and also uh isaiah he was not the only one that talked about it but also micah Micah chapter 4, um, Micah chapter 4, and this is uh, the even beginning of verse verse 1. Um, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains, and it will be exalted above the hills, and the peoples will stream to it. So one thing I want to point out really quick is, before I go read any further, it says that in this first verse of Micah chapter 4, verse 1, it says, in the last days. So this 1,000-year uh, reign of Christ, well, guess what? People think we're that the last days ends at Armageddon and the rapture and all that, but no, the last days are continuing even during that time because after the last days, then something else is going to come greater after that one, uh, after the 1,000-year millennial reign. But let me finish reading this one. Um, It says, many nations will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. And the law will go out of Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he will judge between many people and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. 
and they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears and their pruning hooks. That's basically Micah saying the same thing that Isaiah was saying. And nation will not take a sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. And everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid, for the Lord God has spoken. And then all the nations will walk in the name of the God and the name of their gods, and they will walk in the name of the Lord God forever and ever. That verse 4 says, um, and no one will make them afraid. <laughs> so guess what? We don't have to worry about all those news stations and all that, sending all those newses. You know, those news reports trying to make you fearful and afraid that a war is coming, a pestilence is coming. Um, people are, are doing this or that because guess what? They're not, it's not them to speak. And it says, for the Lord Almighty has spoken. So that's where we're going to be getting our information, our revelation and all that kind of stuff from. Uh, verse 6 says, and that day de- declares the Lord, I will gather the lame, I will assemble the exiles and those who have brought out of grief and I will make the lame my remnant, and those driven away a strong nation, and the Lord will rule over them in Mount Zion from that day and forever. That is another very, very, very uh, amazing scripture or something that we as believers have to look forward to. And actually, all these things right here, you can use as a, a witness and tools to bring people to Christ because that's, these things, this is words of encouragement. These are, are words of hope because we're going to be living in a world of peace, a world of health, a world of great prosperity. And even, guess what? Nature is going to change. You know, those hurricanes and earthquakes and all those things, guess what? You won't have to worry about it. Even like the thunderstorms and tornadoes, don't have to worry about it. And even if you like to go hiking and go into the woods, guess what? You don't have to worry about no fierce bears, no no lambs or leopards attacking you. So guess what? Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6 says, The lion, I mean, I'm sorry, the wolf will live with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the goat, and the calf and the lion and the yearlings all together and guess what? A little children will be leading them. So you have little kids out there playing with the wolves, <laughs> the wolves and the leopards, you know, the goats, the calves, and the lions. And these days, you know, you, it's so tragic sometimes. You see the, the videos of uh, people putting their babies next to animals, and then something very terrible goes wrong. But guess what? During this day and during this time, um, we won't have to worry about that. I'm not sure if they have cameras back down then or during that time. That I don't know if they will or not, but you can have so safely to let your children. You don't have to worry about them being kidnapped. You don't even have to worry about them being beaten, eaten by a wolf because we're going to have our Father God and our Lord Jesus Christ ruling and reigning over us, and we'll be ruling and reigning with them. And these right here are just different promises from God. And this basically these are promises of God of, a transform the old earth, how we see it and how we have experienced it, how we have experienced it to to something that um is different. <laughs> you know, something that that uh the scripture says no eye has seen or ear so would the Father God has prepared for those who love him, but that is not even it. The millennium reign is not even it. That's just like only a small glimpse or a preview of what God has in store for us. Um, 
And you think with, with all this goodness that's going on in the earth, all this world peace and prosperity and people hanging out with wolves and children and all this kind of stuff, that people will be very happy and satisfied, you know. But then something very interesting happens in this uh, Revelation chapter 20. Um, it says that uh, God will release the devil basically at the end of 1,000 years, and he was going to release him for a short time. I'm not sure how, is that is that months, days, hours, years, or whatever, but Satan is going to be released on the earth again for 1,000 years. Um, actually, I'll read the scripture to you. It's Revelation 20, verse 7. It says, When the 1,000 years were over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out and deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog and make and may God and to gather them for battle. And watch and listen to this and it says and and the number they are are like the sand on the seashores. Now this is very this is very bad. Very sad because it says and the number they are I like the sands on the seashore. So guess what? During this millennial reign, after this 1,000 years, when Satan is released, he goes around it and deceives. He doesn't just deceive one people. He doesn't deceive 100 people, 1,000 people. But it says, in the number they are, I like the sands on the seashore. So that could be millions, perhaps billions of people that have got a chance to experience the goodness that mercy, and perhaps they even got this. I wouldn't doubt if they had a chance to, to see Jesus one on one. And guess what? They still, there's still going to be people during that time that's going to turn away from the goodness and grace and mercy of God. You know, He God still gives people a choice, even the millennial reign. And uh, you would think that they would be happy and blessed, but people are rebellious. Even during that time, people are going to be rebellious and they're not going to want to follow Jesus and they're going to want to follow Satan. Um, so many times it's taught to Armageddon in his last battle, but that's not the last battle according to scripture. It was actually this last battle at the end of millennial reign. Um, but actually it's not really a battle. It's not really a fight because uh, basically it says that uh as they want go out to fight, the God sends fire from heaven and and destroys them. So it's not even another army involved. And and, and Father God, I guess He's not putting up with stuff like He's putting up with now. You know, so He just just go ahead and wipes them out probably in seconds. Um, so, but during that one thousand years, is is very sad. You know because. Uh, these people, they got to experience things like things that we say now, you know, like in the Bible it says, well, well, when a person went, went to jail, I mean, went to, went to hell, and he said, well, send my brothers up there. They'll turn around and repent. And Jesus said, well, no, they got the prophets. They got the prophets up there. And now we here today, we might be saying, well, if people can see what it's going to be like in the future, then maybe they still might follow God. But then they're going to have Jesus actually with them. And guess what? They still are not going to turn to him. They actually they're going to turn away from them, and um, we have scripture tells us that that hell 
the hell was a uh, was a place prepared for the uh, devil and the fallen angels. So it was not a place that we are supposed to be as people, as human beings. We're not supposed to be there. And we know the hell. Scripture says hell is going to be emptied out into the lake of fire. You know, so everyone who's in hell, they're going to go into the lake of fire. Um, but it was originally just for the devil and his fallen angels. But because of people who refuse to uh, choose to follow God or follow Jesus Christ, guess what? They're going to go there too. Um, Revelations 21, eight says, but the cowardly, the unbeliever, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, the liars, they will all be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur, and this is a second death. So right there, that's very, very sad, you know, um, that that many people are going to feel after experiencing the goodness of God going to end up in a lake of fire. Um, I want to close right there, and I know Dorothy probably want to say something that and I think also we have a, a, a guest, um, special guest maybe listening. Did, they, did, they, did Dorothy want to say anything or he wants to say anything? You know, that I haven't studied the millennial reign in a long time. And, and you just reminded me of a whole bunch of stuff. But the thing that really blows my mind is the fact that even after all that, even experiencing the fullness and the goodness and the mercy of God, they're going to turn to the devil. I mean, really, it's just, that always blows my mind. And Pastor James, your mic is open. Hello, how you doing? Hello. Yeah, how you doing? I've been listening for the longest of my, for something I'm messing up on this computer, and I couldn't get to the thing to let let y'all know I was on the air. So I went to my home phone just, I mean, my cell phone just now. Yeah, I've been listening. Yeah, I, uh, I feel sorry for those folks after they go through all what's getting ready to happen or happen. But the thing that bothers me even the most is what's getting ready to happen now. Because uh, right now we're going through what they call the birth pain. A lot of people think it's, it's the four horsemen. But no, we're into the birth pains right now. And because of that, things are about to get worse and worse and worse. Tell people either one or two things is going to happen. Either people are going to bow down and change and repent, or, as he said, I'll come as a thief in the night. The rapture might happen because he said that I would shorten the days, if I didn't shorten the days, that no flesh would be left. And according to uh, studying of the, the Hebrew brain set, that that means he could stop it at any time and come back and get his church. And how many of the churches going to be ready? Oh, yeah, boy. that is that is so true. A lot of people they they need to get uh, ready now because uh, it's a lot of things going on. And and like you said, we are we are at the beginning of the uh, the birth pains. Birth you pain. know, the birth the birth the birth side. Uh, and you know, with the birth, the birth planes that like when the woman of labor that symbolizes new life, a new beginning, and that's a new thing of of, uh, of uh, what's happening to transition into the millennial, the millennial reign. But 
when when something is being birthed, it's a lot of a lot of pain, and because there's a lot of transition going on, it's we have like two things going on. We have a battle. We have the darkness trying to do their thing, and we have God. He trying to do His thing. So people trying to get saved, and then the devil trying to, or God is trying to get people saved, and then the devil trying to do everything he can to trick people, to not to get saved. So we got this big. It's like the climax of everything is happening. So we have a lot of a lot of pains going on right now, but it's going to be birth something good. But we got to, like you said, we got to be ready. We got to be mm-hmm. ready because. You don't. We don't want to miss it. We don't yeah. want to miss this birth. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, the Bible always says everything comes back again. What is it? Is it talking about uh, if it's been done before, it'll be done again. There's nothing new under the sun. But here's the thing: when Israel got ready to come out of Egypt, there was a lot of uh, turmoil or birth pains then, getting Egypt out. I mean, getting Israel out of Egypt. Well, here it is now. We're trying to get the people that's under bondage, people that's going through uh, oh, so much problems. I've had one lady told me she, I mean, a friend of mine told me that a lady killed herself yesterday, suicide. And then I was talking to a psychotherapist. She said she had three of them trying to kill themselves. So just show you. They're, they're they're being confused, they're being scared, and they're living by fear instead of by what the word says. And Jesus says there's nothing that he would put on you that'd be more than you could bear. But I heard a lady said that I think Jesus is over overrating my overrating me. But no, he knows exactly how much we can bear. But the thing is yes. we got to turn to his will and not our will. A lot of people right now are wondering, what is God's will for my life? What is God's will for my life? It's still written in the Word, which says, first of all, uh, preach, heal, deliver, prophesy. Jesus came with a fourfold ministry. He came teaching, preaching, healing, and prophesying. And part of that healing is casting out demons. Most churches don't believe in it. They said it was only happening in the first century when uh, miracles like that needed to be done. But if they go back and read their history, they were, uh, demons were being cast out before Jesus came here. Demons were being cut out, cast out while Jesus was here. And demons was cast out when Jesus left. So that's part of the, uh, the, the uh, assignment or the will that God has given us. Because when people see demons coming out of folks or people levitating, or stuff floating in the house, there's no denying that. There is nothing you can say to say, well, they got a mental illness. No mental illness will make you levitate. Because <laughs> I've seen all kinds of things, and <laughs> that is not one of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was listening for the longest. I just kept trying to. And that's with this computer of mine. That's with the computer. I could hear y'all, but you couldn't see me push in to let you know I was there. But I enjoyed everything you said, man. Yeah, about the millennium reign and everything. And I missed some of it. Did you say there were six millennium, the word millennium reign in the Bible or what? 
Yeah, it's what, like, yeah, in uh, Revelation chapter 20, verses 2 through 7, it mentions 1,000 years six times, um, <clears throat> verses 2 through 7. Uh, Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, it mentions uh, millennium or 1,000 years. Yeah. Oh, okay. 1,000 years. Said it's mentioned six times, right? Yes. Oh, okay. The reason I ask, because uh, the Hebrew letter, Aleph, is what stands for a thousand. And the uh, letter, the Hebrew letter, Aleph, is used six times when it says, in the beginning, God created. And actually there are seven, I mean, there's six Olives, which represents the six, uh, 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 the six, six, six thousand years that's supposed to be man supposed to be in charge, and now you're saying it is at the end, which is that's when they're supposed to be finished. But there won't be six thousand years. They're just mentioning the word one thousand. I tell you, God writes yeah. the book in mysteries, and then tells us to figure it out. He writes it in yeah. code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Pro- Proverbs uh, twenty-five two. Proverbs twenty-five two says, uh, "It's the glory of king. It's the glory mm-hmm. of God to conceal conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search out a matter." Yeah, so he hides it because he wants us to find it. You know. Mm-hmm. So, I had a lot of people don't don't you know they doubt that they say, "Well, no, God wouldn't hide anything." Well, the first word. The word olive, not only does it mean a thousand, but if you read it backwards, and that's why he says the last shall be first and the first shall be last, he was talking about the Hebrew alphabet. And if you read that first letter backwards, it says mystery. So what is it saying? The, the, the Bible is a mystery, and we've got to search it out. There's yes. many ways. It shows many ways, but there's only one true way. And we're supposed to be the one who find that road, which says there's few that find their way there at. Few. So that means we got to search. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's something I can start studying some more tonight. Yeah. It's good to do as uh, as much much uh, reading and studying as you can. That's very good because it's always good to, to learn something new. And then every, every time it's like it's like you're building upon a foundation. Like mm-hmm. you learn it, and then somebody else they they find something else that you didn't see it, and then they tell you about it, and then like it all adds up together mm-hmm. you know, by the Holy Spirit, you know. Hey man, I was in fact I was praying to the Lord today earlier when He showed me something. I said, I see that every generation learns more than the gener the previous generation, and the one that comes after us will learn even more. That's why yes. we build upon each other. One by one by one by one will equal the number that we need to get to. And what is yep. the number of completion? Seven. And the number of wholeness wow. is ten. So I'm looking to be completed so I can be whole, so I can get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Well. Is there, I want to give a chance for anybody else to, you know, click in and stuff. So I'll just sit here on the side and listen. Okay. And, Dorothy, I think you was going to say something. Was you going to add some, something else? No, that's it. I'm just, I'm, 
totally amazed that after all that, people could still turn away from Father. It it just boggles my mind. Yeah, it just shows you the the uh, the heart of man. You know, people say, "Well, why did God make make the devil?" And you know what? It's like really the devil is like a mirror. That's all he is. He's going to reflect whatever is in your heart. <laughs> you know, so it's re- it's reflecting what was in their heart. It's not something that God put in their heart. It's something like that's why we have the free choice. And even though we should, even though we see the goodness and all that, we should choose our Father God. We should always, always choose him no matter what. Even like us, we live in a very bad, a bad time. And uh, guess what? Many or not many, but it's, it's still us. We're gonna pick, pick, pick and choose them. But then the, there's gonna be people who's born in the millennial reign, and they're gonna basically be born with a silver spoon in their mouth. <laughs> but they not gonna. I guess they're not gonna. They just still going to turn, you know. But it's it's all about people's hearts, you know. It says man looks at the outward appearance, God. He looks at the heart, and mm-hmm. he that's he gives us a free. Every person, ever born, has a free choice, the free decision. God don't want no robots. So, that's right. But it's still bad. It's still bad that they choose. They're going to choose that way. It's it's horrible, bad. Yeah, they remind me of. Uh... In case you're back up this way in Kansas City, we're opening up the church this Sunday. Oh, okay. You guys are going to have a regular service. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we're going to start at 12 o'clock as usual. And we will do uh, whatever the Lord has us to do. Because I, I can't say, well, this is the way this program is going to be set up. I never know until the Lord sets it up. So if you come, I yes. want you to know we'll be there on Sunday. All right. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, churches, um, I guess they're going to be gearing up to have their services so we can be, be in prayer for all of them. And also, okay. uh, we also had to remember that uh, the Pentecost is coming up pretty soon, too, even though we should have Pentecost every yeah. day. But the third, May 31st is Pentecost, and I believe in uh, our, God, our God and the Holy Spirit. I mean, miracles are happening, but they're about to the increase for those who believe in faith and walking in faith. They're going to see see something. They're going to just be seeing just because they've been not really just because they've been faithful to God, but because God wants it to happen. You know, mm-hmm. but we still got to be on our knees <laughs> before Amen. Him. We got to bow our hearts to Him. We got to surrender to Him for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Or are we going to miss it? Like you was talking about, we're going to miss it. We're not going to be ready. We're not going to have our oil full. You know. So I hope it's not going to be church as usual, you know, with other yes. churches because as I say, I think I think Pentecost doesn't start. It's like a two day thing. Starts like on the twenty ninth of this time. I you know, with so. okay. But hey, every now, time it's now, a what, piece coming. What is your address? Uh, ninety six twenty three, East Independence Avenue. Independence, Missouri. Yeah, so, and then you said your service is at noon, starts at noon? Yeah, at noon. Yeah. Yeah, for anyone who's in the Kansas City area over there in Independence, it's right there in Kansas City. You can go uh, visit Pastor Vivian. It's a very powerful ministry. I've been there many times. Uh, they have They have children. 
10 and 11 years old that I've been there casting out demons. They have senior citizens, 70, 80 years old, casting out demons. Dentists, people who have been dentists, business owners, everybody. I mean, just people from all walks and ranges of life. You would be surprised at the people who have been ministered to and also the people who, who got delivered and set free and have authority over over the uh, dark uh, oppressors, you know, all those demons, you know, that we're supposed to be kicking kicking out and telling them where to go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's very powerful. I mean, I, I've seen so many people be delivered, set free, and so many people operate in the spirit there, but it's just really, when I've seen it, I, like, I think she was like 10 or 11 years old. I'm telling you, 10 or 11 years old. And she was not scared or nothing, <laughs> you know. Right. It was amazing to me. <laughs> and that's because she was taught taught right, you know. She wasn't taught to be fearful and all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, the Bible tells us when we submit ourselves unto God and resist the devil, that he's supposed to run from us. We're not supposed to run from yes. him. He's supposed to run from us. And that's why we taught him when they were little. You know, seven, eight, nine years old, learning how to do this, and the parents get encouraged to. They see this going on. They see the demons howling at the kid, and the kid looks at them like that don't work. You getting ready to leave and quote scriptures <laughs> and make beat up those demons. <laughs> and then we see miraculous healing. We just had another one within the, the last week. This man came by my house, and he had scoliosis. And uh, the Lord told me to tell him to test the light switch, and he tested the light switch. He said 98% of the pain left him right then. And the next day, his body is spine straightened up, and the other 2% pain left. Wow. Yes. Wow. That is very, very uh, powerful testimony. I don't believe you're going to hear more and I know you guys are going to hear way more <laughs> you know what you guys have got going on over there um, mm-hmm. yeah well I'd like to thank you guys for um, would you want to say something else no okay well okay um, well, I'll, I'll close in prayer um, and we'll be on again next Next week, and also you have. Oh, could you make an announcement about your your show too? Okay, um, we have a show on the same broadcast, same telephone. Uh, it's called Science, Wonders, and Miracles. So that's what the kingdom is all about: science, wonders, and miracles. We start at uh, six p.m. Kansas City time. I don't know what time that'd be for the rest of the world, but we start at six o'clock here, and uh, we are on for about an hour unless the Lord shows me to do more. I've seen miracles over the over the broadcast, so call in and let and ask any questions that you want to about signs, wonders, and miracles. Thank you. Amen. Um, okay. And that's Wednesdays, right? That's Wednesdays? Every other Wednesday. Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. It'll be next okay. Wednesday. All right. Okay, well, uh, I'll go ahead and close out in prayer. Father, we thank you for your wisdom, Father Lord. We thank you for 
your revelation, Father Lord, your manifold wisdom, Father Lord, with the Hebrew translation, God Lord, from the beginning and to the end, Father. We thank you for uh, Pastor, Pastor Vivian, Father Lord, Dorothy, Dorothy, Father Lord, and being here running this podcast. We pray for all the listeners, Father Lord, you encourage them, lead them, guide them, and direct them, Father Lord, draw them towards your grace, mercy, and salvation. Uh, protect their friends and family from all hurt, harm, and danger. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. That was a very good teaching, Jameer. Yes, it was. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. Have a a blessed night, you guys, both of you. And I'd like to tell everybody, you guys have a blessed night. And Father bless y'all. Gosh, you'd think I was Southern. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs)